This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, okay. So I think I don't know what you were expecting from today, but I wasn't disappointed with that at all. Bearing in mind the opposition that we were playing and how well they've been doing this season, I think I was expecting more of a hiding to nothing. Obviously, the the second goal from Ricardo Pereira kind of killed it at the start of the first half, seemingly, but then a change that was materialised came on and obviously Dennis... Managed to press with a little bit more urgency than I think that we'd seen up until then. And it caused a, a little bit of confusion, a little bit of get at them, and maybe they'll make a mistake. And they did. And Dennis tucked it away. And then the rest of the game, it felt like we were going at them. We were fairly camped in, in their half more than vice versa, with them being clearly devastating on the break. They've got pace. They've got capability. They've got, they've got an awful lot. They also had, which I found rather unedifying, was a fragility like porcelain. I've got to say, uh, a little bit similar to Southampton when we played them and they were a goal to the good earlier on in the season, it was an ability to, every time there was a tackle, stay down like you had been felled. I don't honestly think they need it. I think they're, they're a good enough side to be able to push it around. I thought, it was, I thought it, it, it was a cheap way to simply try and slow the game down, no more so than in the first half, who went down like he'd literally been shot. And it was, yeah, that was a bit disappointing. The, the kid looks like a really good, a really good forward. He's got pace. They've got ability all over that pitch. So why the need for that? Uh, I'm not so sure. I'm not sure. But anyway, so it ends up for one Leicester City two. That, that kind of penalty in the 11th minute wasn't the first thing, obviously, of worth, of worth in terms of noting what was going on. Because, of course, after about one minute and 11 seconds, our already thin squad and it is not a question of injuries it's a question of it is a thin squad was further weakened by bio going off with a hamstring which then meant that we brought on we we brought on Ryevic seeing what he could do he tries willfully but but not a lot and it was interesting that the change that was made just before 60 minutes included him coming off Dennis coming on and going down the middle and giving us a little bit more dynamism a little bit more threat yeah, was it perfect? By no means. For me, we didn't really create enough with the ball that we had. We didn't threaten enough the, the ball, but it did take a very good 
saved from the Leicester keeper in order to keep it keep it as a as three points going up the M1. There we go. Anyway, enough about me. What did you think about today? What did you think about? It's been a it's been a funny old week. We we spun one of these spaces up after the Southampton game. And how do you feel in comparison to that to now? Because that sounded didn't get to see a lot. A lot of us didn't get to see it like a real problem. But today. How do you feel about being a Watford fan and how much connected do you feel to the Watford team? What was your experience like getting into the ground? How has it been over the last couple of games since we saw the note that came out from Scott Duxbury talking about it being a kind of literally a discretionary search? You don't have to be searched. It's almost like voluntarily. How has that been going for you? You let us know. I'm going to go across to, to somebody we normally get to finish with, which is which is Neil Nelly O'Connor, who I met with his with his lovely daughter Faye. I'm going to go across to Neil and see what he thought of things of proceedings today. Neil, sir. Hi, Pete. How are you doing? All right. All right, mate. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not creating enough chances, but that notwithstanding, I was personally felt good about today. How did you feel, and how did Faye enjoy it? Yeah, Faye enjoyed it. I'm really pleased about today. The team got clapped off after defeat, but. <laughs> Have we found the answer to our prayers by default, by losing bio? Could this be that Dennis will default to become a striker? What do you think on that? Well, I, th- I think a lot of us thought about, we're trying to tie the words up from Valerian in the summer, just after the window, when he said, no, we didn't want, we didn't want Dennis. He's not prolific enough and etc." Et and then his justification for going and getting him when he clearly wasn't fit was that he wanted him to play him out wide left and use his pace wide left or wide right, certainly in a wide area that was the suggestion. But I, I agree with you and I agree, I think, with, with, with a number of people who think that Dennis through the centre makes more sense because he's, you need somebody in the centre, especially with qualities, that when he opens up, he needs to try to pull a trigger on occasions. And I know we're going to see times when he's got colleagues better positioned, but uh, like today... He, he opens up his body, he has a, a half turn already on the go before the ball's on its way to him, as opposed to either Bio or Ryevich. They're, they're very, their movement is not their strength, whereas we know that Dennis has got, got some quality stamped all over him if we can get around all of the other issues. He seems to be pleased to be here and trying to do his best to play his way in. So, no, I think, in answer to your question, if we can keep him fit, he may have to be the answer, and he may indeed be a good answer. He was an absolute menace. I mean, Dennis, his nickname, Dennis the Menace. We could see why today. Yeah. Absolutely. The class showed above Ryovich. I felt sorry for Ryovich because what didn't he become one of those unusual statistics where the sub got sub? Yeah. The last time I remember that was, I remember Ken Semmer came on at Crystal Palace and then got taken off. And it was a real yeah. ignominy. I don't think it was that so much because he'd been on so early. When you come on after two minutes, there's no real disgrace about being taken off on the hour. So I, I hope he doesn't take it as that, but it, you just saw somebody who would shut down with pace, who would shut down with a little bit of, a little bit of nous as to what he was trying to do. And no, I was, I was pleased to see him coming on. And now obviously with bio, with what appeared to be a hamstring uh, pull, and it, it took him a long time to take him off, but it was like, no, take him off. Because sometimes if you tweak it, it can be two weeks. If you pull it, it can be three months. And some and or somewhere in between the the two and three week two two and three month kind of window, so you need to get that off and iced and strapped and as, as soon as you can. So he may have to be that that solution for us. What as a question, you've you've talked about the go get them gang in midfield. Obviously today 
Tom Deli Bashiru was at right back. What did you think about him? And what did you think about Kone in the midfield today? How did you see those two guys playing? I think Tom had a decent game. Obviously, right back. But Andrews is obviously going to be our number one right back. But then again, you've got to look after that because he's a youngster as well. And then Kone, I thought, had a good game today. I was happy with the team effort today. I'm not going to say that anyone really didn't pull their weight. I thought it was good team performance. And what, they've gone back up the M1 with the points, courtesy of a penalty. Some may say, juvious, bit difficult, bit harsh. guy next to me said the ref gave that before the guy even made contact with the ground. So there was no, there was, he'd made his mind up that it was going to be a, a, a penalty. And as for the referee in overall, well, the rookery was singing 2-1 to the referee when we were coming out. And I totally agree with him. There were some bad decisions there throughout the afternoon. But for, the, for our own team performance, that'll do for me. That, that, that there was passing in there and that, they gave Leicester a real good tough game overall, I think. I think so. Having spoken to a Leicester pod the other night, and I know Justin did, did much the same last night, they're understandably buoyed and confident. They're, what, 11 points clear at the top, but Southampton have got a game in hand. But yeah, they're understandably putting, the, putting, these, putting a lot of teams away. And I don't think they had it all their own way. I think they celebrated that at the end because it was a close win. And they had to show a bit of character today. I don't think we, as I say, I'm not pretending that we created enough in the time that we had. But I think, I hope that many people will see that uh, that that performance and the character that, that, that was behind it because I thought they gave it a really good go. The, pl- the player that I thought was, uh, for, for me, probably m- well, my man of the match, but th- th- I'm going to ask you for yours in a minute. I think this is one of those. For me, Kone was outstanding. He looked like he should have been in a blue shirt. And if Leicester don't come with an inquiry, for him or somebody doesn't, I will be most surprised in the in the close season because he looked really comfortable. He was doing his wonderful little pirouette turns and coming away and driving with the ball really well. And it was it was a shame for him to be on the on the wrong end of the result, so to speak. But obviously, we are now on forty one points. The playoffs is forty seven. Realistically, it feels like it's a, a little bit away. Before the game, we were in the bunker and we were asking people where they thought we were going to be. You were one of the more optimistics, Neil. Obviously, results gone against us, but a performance was was positive. Do you feel more or less optimistic after that game? Uh, I feel exactly the same as I did before we went into it. Uh, Leicester was going to be a free hit for the manager and the team today. On No one had us to get anything out of that on form. And over the performance-wise... I think we were close in that game a lot of the time. Man of the match, yeah, you, you could have guessed it without me even saying it. It's going to be part of the go-get him game. Kone was at it again. He was on it all afternoon. Great performance from the lad. His improvement this season has been right up there and I'm pleased for him. And he's got Watford in his heart as well. You can see the way he always interacting with the fans at the end and even before the game. So, no, I'll give it to Kone, but no, I'm more optimistic. We'll go away, pick up three points next week, and then we'll look around us and see what's happening. But I'll stay where I am at the moment, Pete. I'm not going to jump off the fence until at least the end of March, maybe second week in April. Lovely stuff, Nelly. Thank you very much indeed, sir. We'll see, obviously, where things are come Tuesday. Away at Norwich, we've we've recorded a, an opposition view for that. That's coming out tonight about oh, 30, 10 o'clock, something like that. So so there's something for you to fall asleep to, to mine and Justin's dulcet tones of talking to people from Norfolk. There you go, just for you. 
Anybody who wants to put in a request, please do. We've got an open board at the moment. So until we get some of those people in, I'm just going to quickly go across and go through some of the five-word reviews and, and see what everybody's been thinking of. So the first one here, Badly Drawn Watford. You'd have seen his excellent picture up earlier on. Revitalised, performanced, questionable officiating, promising. So there you go. There's people who are thinking that it's gone well in terms of the actual performance. Brian Edwards, how shit are our strikers? Well, one came on. Yes, he's not a forward, but he's being redeployed. Would we like to see more of Dennis there, as we mentioned earlier on? A game of two halves, he also points out. Yes, it was, but I wasn't disappointed with how we played in the first half. I thought we'd kept them reasonably well, but we stepped up the tempo in the second. Jason Brewer says, Lino, you're a fucking knob. There you go. Not much grey area in that particular statement. And Carb said, play better. Dennis improves the team. Ryan Cripps comes on and says, me and the younger brother, Jamie. There are more Cripses, everybody. There are more Cripses than we can shake a stick at. He says, me and the younger brother, Jamie, loud and proud in our yellow. Seem the better side, considering the stats. Us Cripses, including the old man, are travelling to Rotherham away. Rotherham away next weekend. Come on, you horns. Well done and well done to everybody who's going to be travelling there. Right, we've got, we've got Wendover here with us. Greg, sir. Well, how are you? How are you? Uh, good to see you before the game for a little bit. What did you make of uh, of events today at the Vic? Frustrating. Yeah, frustrating again, wasn't it? Just leave, I just left really disappointed. We were on the front foot in the second half, and certainly the last quarter of the second half, very much on the. Why can't we start on the front foot? I think we've solved a problem with down the... Dennis has got a start down the middle. He was a right handful for them when he came on. Yeah. He looks like he's getting near fitness. He's a box of tricks and he was a handful. So let's start. Let's... The rest of the season, Dennis is is our centre forward, if, if you like. He's that one up front. Really frustrated with the way Leicester go about things and their gamesmanship. It's no coincidence for me that Southampton were great at gamesmanship when they came down here. Leicester are great at game. They've both come out of the Premier League. Breaking up play, going down. I hate it, Pete. I hate it. When I saw the seven come up, I thought, yeah, but I thought that was generous. I thought it could have been more. I hate it. I hate game management, they call it. I call it cheating. But I thought Ryan Andrews was poor today when he came on. I thought in that advance, bro, he wasn't great. But positives, yeah, the, the midfield played well. I thought, yeah, you're right, Cody was exceptional. And I'm bloody angry with Porteous. He thinks he's Maldini, doesn't he? If he doesn't rush out of the defence with that ball, they don't score that second goal. That's what my thoughts are. He was very he, frustrated. Yeah, he, he was caught out very high up. And it was a... I was... It did... That was frustrating, and and I, I'll tell you what. There's got a Mark of Watford and England's five word review. He said not bad, but ultimately frustrating. So so Mark agrees with you there. I think I'm I'm somewhere in between those two. Yes, it was frustrating, but I still hold that kind of what was I expecting from this? And I thought that we made a good job of of playing them today. However, we still failed to create enough. Yes, absolutely. Andrews was he had that moment which kind of seemed to sum up his game once he'd come on. Which was the fact yeah. that he was sitting out wide, sitting out wide. They had that free kick. We play it short and we play it quickly. And he was he was walking and not quite with it. And the ball goes past him out of touch. And again, Porteous was playing it quickly. Then trying to get us back on the foot. We'd only got about a minute's normal time. 
to just tune out at that point wasn't quite right. He had a couple of things down in the down in the the corner by the rookery, which is the far end from me, so I didn't see it properly. But he seemed to really be he seemed to really be up against two players who seemed to be all over him where I was. But again, the officiating only pointed in one way in the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their penalty, Pete. I was right in line with that. If we're up at Leicester at the Filbert Street or whatever it's called these uh-huh. days, the King, King Power, Power I yep. don't, we don't get that penalty, mate. We don't get that. There might have been minimal contact. There might have been a graze of a con. He went down like he was shot. And the ref couldn't wait to give it, could he? Couldn't wait to give it. But we don't get that up at their place. But that when you're perceived as the big fish in the division, you get you get the decisions, and then and then it's one one, and, and we get a point. Yeah, there, there were positives. There was positives today. However, I feel frustrated. I feel ultimately frustrated. Fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I ask, I'm gonna ask a question. Go on. Go on we, ask we, me. We've got three games this week. Obviously, we've just lost one by the odd goal. I can tell you now the the forecast in the prediction league was significantly higher predicting defeats than that. So. I'm not saying losing a bit better isn't necessarily anybody's aspiration, but how does that make you feel for the second two games coming? We're playing away at Norwich on on Tuesday, and obviously this time next week we will be discussing playing away at Rotherham. Are those the two kind of games of the week that will define whether or not, one, it's a good week, and secondly, how we look going into the final third of the season? Yeah, I think that's a fair comment, Peter. We've got a good record at Carrow Roads. We have got a good record at Carrow Roads, and they were losing at half time. I don't know how they finished up today, but they were certainly losing at half time. I saw, and yeah, Rotherham. You've got to think we can go to Rotherham and and come around. Come, I'm going to Rotherham, and you, you would hope we can come away with everything. But let's see, Dennis down the middle. Let's hope he's ready to start and let's have him down the middle. Let's have him down the middle from the start for at least 70, 80 minutes and and, and, then, and then maybe switch him. Big Raj, I've backed him in the past, haven't I? But yeah, he, is he, he's just, he's just looks like, he looks like the guy that bought the kit's son uh, out there, and he's out there to give him to give him a game. Yeah, thankfully he didn't cost a lot of money. We bought him for one point three. We'd probably sell him in the summer and maybe make a bit of a profit, maybe because he'll end up with maybe ten Premier League Championship goals. But he ain't the answer, is he? He ain't the answer. No, no, he's he's not. He was the as anybody who's heard certainly my take on the the accounts this week. He he was the affordable option. He came in within budget. Put it that way. This is Barry from Watford saying, you are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Thank you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. You are listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I find this illogical. So, so I've been at home today, so I've had the benefit of a reef of the TV. That's a, that was a penalty all day long. It was such a lazy challenge. Right. So I'll just have to disagree with Greg on that one, I'm afraid. For me, I'd say Martins was disappointing. It was outstanding. I thought Lewis had a really good game, really good going on the overlap. But the catalyst for me was with when Dennis was up front, we had movement across the front line. And we've just not seen that for, for quite some time. And I think that changed the dynamic of the game. Porteous, fucking hell, why is he playing a blue top and not in a yellow top? Because he, he just doesn't look the same player, and I just don't get that. And he's, anyway, he, he, he won't use the word frustrating. I just think today was a bit of a free hit, because in reality, we have, thanks to Mr. Pozzo spending all his money on Duxbury's salary, got a, a thread bare squad, right? And you're up against a team that's got probably two midfielders in there that, that would grace most premiership sides. So when you take a step back and go, we weren't played off the park by them, right? I don't think Hamer had one of his busier games. Mm. I just think that was a decent result given everything that goes on there. When you go to football, it's the hope and the passion that kills you, right? And you want your team to win. But realistically, we didn't have any chance today, right? So the fact that we matched them pretty much most of the game and we weren't embarrassed, I take as a positive, right? Mm. I don't know the stats on it, but I think most sides will lose to them by more than one goal, right? Right. So <clears throat> when you say the self-inflicted penalty, I, I'm, I'm actually reasonably comfortable with it, just frustrated because, believe it or not, we could have got a bit more from today, I think. Yeah, well, I had it down as a two-all, actually. Yeah, I, I'm not disappointed, really. I'm not disappointed. I thought certainly the second half was much better than the first half, I think. We started so brightly. That first minute, I thought, God, we're going to give this a go. And then Io pulls up and you go, oh, well, that's probably stopped all of that then because now Ryovic is coming on. But yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm not disappointed. I thought it was an entertaining game on the whole. And you are playing a team that are by far... <laughs> out outplaying everybody at, well in the table there certainly their position would suggest they're outplaying everybody so yeah one of those games really could have been a lot worse not bad at all Peter have you joined us again or I hope I hope you oh, can hear me we can hear we can hear oh, hello what? Norman <laughs> yeah so well, no I, I'm not I'm, I'm rejecting all Norman Collier suggestions because Mark of Watford in England suggested I sounded like Steve Austin from the Six Million Dollar Man, and I'm having that one for all of those people of a certain age. Well done. <laughs> God, God. We're going back to the 70s with all of these references. Yes. I think it's been on the glue, if that's what it's referred I can't have any reason for thinking that to compare you to the Seven Million Dollar Man. Come on. It was the Six Million Dollar Man, but that's inflation for you. Never mind. Six, Never mind. five, four, uh, three million dollar man. I still can't think of anything. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, I think I'm... I think I'm classed as beyond economical repair as it goes anyway never mind, never mind. Um, what's from the, i always think it's really interesting from people inside the ground and then people being able to watch it from the from the televisual perspective what did you think of kone and what do you think of what especially what did you think of there was a moment where jake livermore was basically shutting down their center backs running past ryovich to shut them down and then he turned around and came up across and shut down the other one and ran past ryovich again what, what did you think of the, the combination of those three things, both Kone, uh, Livermore, 
So Kone, I think one of his better games, when he's on his game, he's actually, I think he's a really solid midfielder. Energy, moves the ball quickly, which I think is something we, we have a weakness to do. Uh-huh. I Often we slow it down in midfield. So really impressed with Kone. I, and for me, I think we get two games out of three at that level. And then, then he just goes missing. And when he does go missing, just what he adds to the team. But remember Gavin Malman, he used to be outless. No one could see what he was doing, but when he was out of the team, he was sorely missed. And I think with Kone, when he's not on his game, we miss him, if that makes sense, that answers yes, your question. Absolutely, absolutely. Livermore, yeah, decrepit, legs gone, Livermore. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I can remember that bit you were on about. You just said, I actually had to just check my eyes and put my glasses on to see it was Livermore because it, it is impressive. It's what you want, isn't it? You need your midfielders to run beyond the forward to support them. And yeah, he, to do it, and I think it was probably about after 60, 65 minutes that he was doing it. That was really impressive. That's leadership. And I don't. I think if I'm right, that move actually, we turned the ball over and Kone won it and went out for a throw-in, didn't it? Yes, that was what Yeah. So it, 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 that's classic leadership, which is leading by example. And it just fires everyone on. The only thing that it didn't do was seem to give, I can't even, that, that turgid, static monument up front any impetus to actually get off his well to actually move i yes he scored some goals but i actually think that the, the challenge is he just doesn't offer any movement and that that enables him to be marked out of the game so i think we've said it before unless a cross comes over he's actually just a waste of space on the pitch because he doesn't hold the ball up that often doesn't create you don't see us playing off of him so really the only it reminds you of that you remember ken charlery head on a stick yeah, yeah absolutely it, it, and that, that's what he is. So, yeah, he's half decent in the air, but I, I think we need, and, and every team needs, a bit more than that from a centre-forward. And Sorry, I twice in one call, I disagree with Greg. I can't see us making money on him. Seriously cannot see us making money on him because what's he done recently? Yeah, all right, he had a little purple patch where he scored a few, but he seems to have dried up. And then you see he doesn't really offer that much else. I remember when we signed him from Kelmer, everybody obviously immediately goes and pours over all his stats and he'd scored 12 goals in 21 games. And he's he basically not, he'd scored one or two in the last kind of two to three months sort of thing of games. It wasn't like they'd just stopped playing. He, all his goals came in an, er, in an early flurry, shall we say. And we all know forwards score in, in those kind of uh, suddenly getting bursts where they just can't stop but hit the back of the net and then they go through droughts, etc. But it, it does feel like at the moment he cannot buy a goal, uh, with the exception, obviously, of that, that Chesterfield goal. And no, dis- no disrespect to Chesterfield at all, it, because it, it, t- it turned the game in the same way as his goal against Blackburn uh, changed the game. But it's, it, we, we, we just need more from him in every single department. Every yeah, single I, I, department. I, I, yeah, I think the challenge there is that he, he's, he's pretty one-dimensional. He's playing at a level way beyond where he's played before. And the, the opposition scout, they can see what it is. And I think your first 10 games, they're, they're building up their knowledge about how to play against him. And basically, he's been found out. We, we see it. The, the opponents can see it. And, and they managed to nullify him. And he's got to learn if it's possible, to, to adapt to it and change the game and, and make him not so predictable. So it puts that moment of doubt in a defender's head that gives him that chance. And at the moment, I'm not seeing it because it is you, you just know exactly what he's not going to do. Very good. Very good. Can't disagree with that. And a fine observation in terms of you often see it with teams in the second half of the season. They've come up against everybody. They've worked out how they're playing. And, and unless they adapt how they play, and in this case, as an individual, he adapts his play, 
he's fairly easy. He doesn't really have that many quality criteria to be able to make a make a big change in it because he's quite immobile typically. An interesting game in terms of uh, shots. Both teams ended up with three shots on target. We had 13 and they had six. What were your thoughts on Leicester as a team in terms of how they came out and played against us and how they set up today? Because they have scored a goodly number of goals. They've got basically 42 positive goal difference in comparison to our five. And we know we've had problems. What was your impression? Were you impressed with them or were you, what did you think? Uh, impressed. They were, they, they just did enough. I think midfields, they got quality in class. I think if my memory's right, they're, they're their first choice pair of strikers weren't there today, were they? They, they think they've been out injured, so I think that changes it. I don't think we've got, we've really offered enough to, to give a, a valid opinion about how good they are defensively, but at workmanlike, they're professional, I think is the phrase that I'd use, rather than cheats, mm-hmm. and they know how to win games, and, and they've got momentum and belief, and that's the things that we don't have, but they're so important with football. Very good, very good, and very. Uh, I agree. I think you've got to be respectful when other teams come and do that. I do think that they were the Southampton side of the equation in terms of of being made of glass or biscuits rather, and lying on the ground too much because they didn't need to because they have got the ability to do it. They, you can turn around and say it's game management. They slow the game down whenever we've got an opportunity to do something. Well, final, final question in and around that. Kone was the one who put the ball out when Dakar went down in that first half. Was he right to put it out? Oh, that's, 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 that's a, almost a moral question, isn't it? I believe technically it's the referee's decision to do it, but I guess as the, the footballer players, like, code of conduct as to, as to what they should do. Me, I'd have liked to have seen this play on and, and take and use that advantage. I think if roles were reversed, they'd have been professional and carried on. So, yeah, that's my answer to you. Nicely done, sir. Nicely done. Thank you, Neil. Lovely to speak to you as always. And Look forward to seeing enjoy- you down the Vic at some point. Yeah, it will do. And enjoy your four slices of toast tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I've had toast since I've been given the bleeding thing. What can you do? Yes. It, although, in other good news, I haven't actually fallen down the stairs today, which is good. Let's go to uh, Steve, Steve O. Mac 1881. Steve O, sir, how you doing? Hey, mate, not too bad. How are you? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I was. Uh, uh, we, we've got a, a variance between pleased with the performance and kind of what it says about us, but frustrated that we didn't manage to make anything out of it. Where, where do you stand on that one? Yeah, I, I'm just, <clears throat> to be honest, I'm just straight down the middle. I think with, this, with the squad of players that we have, we put, a, put in a good account of ourselves today. Mm. I wasn't really expecting much more than what we got, to be honest. Like, I, I think when, you, I feel bad for Val and the squad because when you've been given the tools that they've been given the January window, especially to... When when you've been so close to playoffs and you've been a good you've been on a good run before the January windows opened and you only got one player in and like as small a squad as we are already I just think it's just what's expected of us and I expect that for the rest of the season I, I love the team that we have like I think the squads really close knit and we I, I genuinely do think they they fight for each other which is something which is a lot they say compared to what we've seen last season I just yeah I just straight down the middle I think it's what we expect from just the team that we have at the minute I don't really expect any more in LAS to be honest that's fair enough obviously as, as I said a minute ago they're 11 points here, having played one game more than Southampton so I think yeah for me personally they're away and over over the over the brow or over the horizon in terms of getting towards back towards the premiership. And fair play to them. That's, somebody's got to win it. If it's not us, yeah, might as well be somebody. What do you think about the, the the two upcoming games? 
Norwich, who who they they got a draw today. Greg came on earlier on and said he thought they were losing at half time, got pegged back, and then they they ended up basically being pegged back from turning the game around two one to two all at, at QPR. So they're in and around our sort of space. And then of course we got Rotherham, who are the polar opposite to what we've got today against Leicester. They're rock bottom, bless them. What are you hoping for from the next two games? What are, you, what are your fears in terms of playing three games with the squad that we've got? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, the, the squad obviously is very thin, but I think two away games is exactly what we need right now. Like When you look at the away run of form that we had, obviously prior to the Southampton game, but like, that was a bit of a nothing game. when you like, it's, it's an FA Cup replay. But when you look at the run of form that we've had in the league before, like away games since Swansea, really, we've, be, we've looked more threatening away than we have done at home. And I think that the players maybe, I think there'll be a, a lot of pressure off their shoulders maybe going away, not playing in front of a victory Rose crowd and just going to, and like, we do have a good record at Norwich, touch wood, that might not come to fruition on Tuesday night. But like, as I say, we have a good record against Norwich and you would expect at least a win against Rotherham away. So like, I fully expect, like if we can get four points at least for the next two games, I think that'll be massive. I, I think that's the least that we can expect considering the run of form that we were on prior to getting beat by Cardiff 1-0 one, one, one at home. Do you know what I mean? Like our away run of yeah. form in the league has been good. It has been good. Absolutely. Well, the, the form guide for, for Norwich in the last five games, they've won three, lost one and drawn today. We've won one, but as we say, that, that, that can always turn around. I think what we saw today, I think, was a, was a positive performance. I think, did we have, especially when we like made the changes, it was interesting that we saw Andrews coming in. I think a lot of people were surprised that having not started on Wednesday, he didn't start as a right back today. What did you think of one Tom Deli Bashiru playing there? He also then, when he did bring him on, played him, well, what we would probably consider maybe out of position, although I think he probably can play that long term, but he didn't necessarily do that. How, did we have too many kind of square pegs in round holes again today? Yeah, like I really do like Tom. Like I, like I think, like especially at Preston, he played right back, didn't he? And like I, I can see where what Val's trying to do. Like he wants us to, he wants Tom to get the ball and play inside and play as like an inverted fullback, nearly. Yeah. And like he is very good in the ball. Like there's no doubt. Like that we run that we had again. Like as I say, when he came in, when Kiembe went off the Afcon, Tom done really well. And I think Tom's one of our better players on the ball. So I can see what he was trying to do. But I don't know. I think when it, when Ryan Andrews came on today, he was trying to expose maybe his pace down the right-hand side to try and get him in behind, whereas Tom really doesn't have that there. And like, as I say, Aspria was came on the primarily, well, from what I looked on TV today anyway, as I say, Aspria mm-hmm. was mainly playing on the left. So I think he was maybe trying to get Andrews just in behind that bit more. It was, Tom really can't do that there. But yeah, it, it, it is a funny one. I think we're going to see the benefits of KMB hopefully being fit again soon. It would be a massive plus if he was back in for Norwich away on... Maybe it's a game too soon, but I would love to see him at Norwich away on Tuesday. I really would. Lovely stuff. I'm, I appreciate that. Final one from, from watching on TV. There was a run from Ken Semmer in the first half where he was hurdling outstretched Leicester legs like yeah. uh, an Olympian. That was a lot of fun. Did we see? Did we start to see the real Ken back a little bit today. I know he got taken yeah. off on 60 minutes, but that first 60 minutes, I, th- I think when he got taken off, most of us all went, really? Yeah, no, we, we've definitely been missing Ken. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, Well, as I say, I, I love to see Martins on the left cutting inside and things he got there. But yeah. like as, as Val said in his press conference, one of the best runs we've had this season is when Ken was on form and Jamal was playing him behind him and they were both on form down that left-hand side. Yeah. And... J- Jamal maybe has gone off the boil a wee bit and I understand why fans are criticising him but like 
when them two, I think they do have a good understanding of each other. And if they can, if they can get the grips again with how they were maybe like a month ago, two months ago, then I think we can be really dangerous down the left hand side again. I think I definitely think Ken down the left and Martin's done okay today, but like I think a spray on the right just cutting in is I think that's our two best wingers. Although Georgie, when he was playing on the left, he done really well too. So we did good stuff. There are definitely a number of ball players in that team. Even with such a, well, for my money, witheringly thin squad, I think, you know, two or three additions would have been, would have really meant so much. And I think that became even more apparent on about one and a half minutes when Bayer went down. But but we still have got enough in there to take a look. So, so let's see how we go. Steve-O, lovely stuff. Thank you ever so much for calling in. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.